Hi, and welcome back to Dispatches. I'm Morgan Gibbons, a storyteller and performer in Washington, D.C. Every two weeks, I'm going to bring you a story that explores the countless moments and connections we all share. Moments that often go untold because they might not fit who we are, who we believe ourselves to be, or where we think we're going. These stories will last no more than 15 minutes, and our story this week is called Good Night. I didn't want to go in, didn't want to admit defeat in the face of common sense, science, everything that my logical mind had taught me was the key to happiness, sanity and peace of mind in a world that sought to fracture me, rip me in pieces, spread my mental ashes across the landscape of the globe, knew that if I acknowledged what haunted me, what sought me out in the depths of the night, raking its dark fingers across my beating heart, that I would give up all rights to claiming the higher intellectual ground. And so I set outside the steps of the church, running my thumbnails over the concrete, the steady hiss of my nails a reminder, recognition that I was still in the world of the living, that I had yet to be claimed by the darkness, that there was still hope. And yet, I shuddered, pulled my thumb to my mouth, licked the dust of my once living fingernail from its tip, let my hands drop back into my lap and hung my head. I could feel the heat of the sun bearing down upon me, as if branding me, searing into me the foolishness of my folly, the foolishness of thinking that academia could spare me, save me from a fate that loomed ever closer the darkness pinpointing me, a red dot over my heart, ready to cast me into oblivion, and I was defeated, ready to accept my fate, to fall, arms outstretched, a sacrifice to insanity, because the demons that haunted me cared not for how I thought the world was, how I thought it should be, the physics and science that guarded it, And knowing even then that hope could be beyond the thick wooden doors I refused to enter, I could not be moved, hollowed out before what would be to some the welcoming arms of salvation. A shadow fell over me, and I cast my gaze up, locked eyes with the person who stood before me, dark slacks neatly pressed, black shirt crisply tucked, the hint of white at his collar, His eyes were inquisitive, lined with gentle fissures that told of a man who may have laughed often when his face wasn't so solemn, so drawn. And he cocked his head to the side as if studying me, waiting for me to speak. But my tongue had grown heavy and dry within my mouth, grating against my teeth like overused sandpaper. There were words I wanted to speak. But after four days of no sleep, they had drained away from me more and more each day. I rose shaken from my bed, blinking blearily at the approaching dawn, defeated by what stalked me in the night. The first morning, my words had yet to betray me. I could name what happened, could detail how every night, shortly after 1 a.m., I became unable to move 
was seized by a force outside of me that pinned me down, the weight of a cracking reality pressing upon me, pulling open my eyes until I was made to see, made to watch the walls of my room peel away splintering as if lashed from within, made to watch the creatures that poured forth from the gaping space, the way they circled above my head, snapping at my bed, snapping at my face, weaving a lurid dance of fear within me until it was all I knew, until I was nearly consumed. That was the first night. You're troubled. It wasn't a question. It was a declaration, and I felt my shoulders lift, then fall. I had lost my words on the third night. Wondered in the morning when I rose, giving up on sleep if they had tripped and become lost in the bags that cradled my eyes. He lowered himself next to me, so smoothly, so softly that it seemed he didn't move at all, but floated drifting down on the warm air to rest silently alongside me, smelling of chamomile, of spring, of everything that wasn't the putrid haunting that clung to me, the musky air that hovered over a bog. What is it that bothers you? I don't sleep. It was the best I could do, the most I could muster, and even that little was a struggle. Why not? Opened my mouth to speak. Felt the words begin to form in my throat, began choking on them as they became stuck, frozen in transit, crashing into one another, rail cars that would never break free. I couldn't tell him the things I saw. Knew he would question my sanity. Maybe even more than I had begun to. Wanted to maintain a single thread of normalcy. The monsters didn't come until I tried to sleep, didn't hold me there until the night, every night, and I could not fight them, wasn't strong enough to push them away, to turn my head away from their snarling, snapping fangs. He placed his hand on my forearm, his fingers cool against my skin. It's okay to tell me removed his hand, and I instantly missed the connection as he tapped his throat, rested his fingers against the whiteness of his collar. I'm bound to silence, you know. Are you really? I am. It's part of the servant of the Lord thing. Why would I share what has been between you and God until this moment? I don't know if it's God. What's happening to me doesn't seem godly. Did my voice croak before him? Creak out of me? Already out of use, sounding foreign to my ears. No longer me. God is everywhere. In the demons, too. His eyes sharpened on my face, running over my features, searching for a lie wanting to know if I believed what I had asked him. He is everywhere. I scoffed, the harsh laugh hurting my throat. You don't know what happens to me at night. 
There are things. There is darkness, and I feel lost in it. God is not in that. Do you believe in God? I pushed myself up, dusted off my pants, knowing that what I believed no longer mattered, could no longer be trusted. I would never have believed the things I had seen, would not have thought my room could be ground to ash each evening as I lay immobilized in bed, only to present itself anew with the rising of the sun, a mockery of my beliefs. And I told him so. What I believe doesn't matter. It, it just doesn't. But it does. It is the very essence of who you are. He took my hand in his, and too worn down, too exhausted, I let him. I see it. Whatever it is that chases you, that tries to steal you away, it is close. Here even now, trying to hide, but it cannot hide from light, from truth, from you. And it will not claim you. He stood then, placed his hands on my shoulders, his eyes boring into mine, and he said it so softly, so fiercely, I began to believe him. It will try to find you again. They will try. But you are safe. In the name of the Father, the Son, don't. I interrupted. I'm not religious. And the Holy Spirit. I climbed into bed that night, slid between the sheets that had grown grimy with my sweat each evening, ready to give up, to give in. No longer willing to fight, waited for the demons to come once more. Waited for them. Waited and fell asleep before they arrived. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Dispatches. If you liked what you heard, do me a small favor and tell just one person about the show this week. It would mean the world to me. You can find me on Twitter at DispatchesPod and use the hashtag DispatchesPod to tell me what you think. Have a story you'd like to share on the show? Send your pitch to districtdispatches at gmail.com. This will all be in the liner notes for you. Until then, be well and know that stories are all around you. This episode was written and produced by me, Morgan Givens, and the music was provided by Ryan 